Welcome to Beyond Four Wheels. I'm Zan Sayed. Dreams are great. They give us something to work towards. For some, the pursuit of reaching their dreams keeps them going, even when the times are tough. Tupac said, Never stop dreaming. No one can ever take away your dreams. Well, unfortunately, this is not always the case. This is the story of Preston Tucker, the man who had a dream to make one of the greatest cars ever. Preston Tucker was born on September 21, 1903, in Capic, Michigan. Tucker developed a love of cars when he was very young. He would flip cars for a profit when he was 16. At the age of 19, he joined the Lincoln Park, Michigan Police Department, only because he wanted to drive their high-powered vehicles. He would later be banned from driving because he had cut a hole in the dashboard of one of the cars to allow the engine heat to warm the cabin. Tucker honed his sales skills at a young age while selling Studebakers on the side while he worked at a gas station. He did so well that Michael Doolian hired him as a full-time salesman for one of his dealerships. He would bounce around to other dealerships eventually landing at Dodge. In the early 30s, Tucker started developing an interest in racing. He teamed up with famed engine builder Harry Miller and started Miller & Tucker Incorporated. Though they joined forces to win races, their partnership is best known for the Tucker Tiger. The Tucker Tiger was an armored combat car they made after Tucker read about the rising tensions in Europe. Unfortunately, he was not able to sell this prototype, but the gun turret mounted on the vehicle drew some interest from the American government. The turret went into production, but he did not see any royalties from the sale because the rights to the design were confiscated by the US government. But little did he know, his fight with the government was just beginning. After World War II was over, Tucker predicted that the public would be ready for a new car with a radical new design. The big three automakers, because of the war, had not developed any new models. He saw the opportunity to introduce the car of tomorrow. This spawned the Tucker Torpedo concept. It would later be renamed the Tucker 48. He wanted a car with rear-mounted engine, disc brakes, self-sealing tubeless tires, and many other features. But the most identifying feature was what they called the Cyclops Eye, which was a headlight in the center of the car that would turn with the car. Tucker bought an old Dodge plant in Chicago and started building his prototypes. Tucker, being the salesman he was, thought of many clever ideas to raise capital for his cash-strapped company. One of those ideas was he would sell accessories to customers before the car was even in production. He also started selling dealership franchises before even one car left his production line. These were very unusual practices at the time, and the US Securities and Exchange Commission, also known as the SEC, locked in on Tucker. They would drag his company through a very public legal battle that crippled his dreams. The case was so ridiculous that Tucker's defense attorney refused to call any witnesses. After the 28-hour deliberation, the jury found Tucker not guilty of all charges, but the damages were already done. His name was smeared, and he was buried in debt. A total of 50 Tucker 48s were completed, and one additional car never made it to completion. Nowadays, when a Tucker 48 does exchange hands, it's for millions. The car has a very loyal following, with each one being documented. The Tucker 48 is a gorgeous car. Unfortunately, Tucker never saw his dreams come to life, but his legacy lives on in the handful of prototypes that made it 
out of his factory. In his later years, Tucker did regain his reputation, and Otto Kerner, the U.S. attorney that tried Tucker's case, was later convicted on 17 charges including bribery, stock fraud, conspiracy, and perjury, making him the first federal appellate judge in history to be sent to jail. Funny how things work out in the end, right? Tucker throughout his life showed us don't be afraid to fail and always to dream big. I wanted to thank all of you for listening. And if you are enjoying the podcast, um, if you could, please give me a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcast. It really does help quite a bit. Thank you again for everything and all the support. And I hope you guys have a great day. Bye.